Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Nothing that we're going to say is more important than the love and the care that we have for you, for our family, for our kids, for each other, even though it's bad news. And that just set the tone for continuing relationships. Like we don't want to say anything or nothing that we say is meant to get in the way of our relationships. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I'm excited once again to have my favorite therapist, Brian Burns, with us today. And the reason, you know, I had you on not too long ago and we talked about how to tell your, how do, how do you know it's time to divorce? How do you tell your spouse about wanting a divorce? And it was so funny, Brian, just recently I had, I have the most amazing clients. They're all great people who want to work together, but this couple in particular, they're kind and they're, they're just, it's the end of their marriage and they're going about it nicely through a divorce Mm -hmm. mediation. It's still painful, but it was cute because they were concerned about how are we going to tell our parents and our family? They were concerned about the kids too. I have a lot of resources for kids. I have lots of tools and things I could give them. But when they talked about how do we let our family know that we're going to be going Mm -hmm. through this, I kind of thought, I'm going to call Brian and I'm going (laughs) to do a podcast. So welcome, Brian. Well, good. Yeah, I like the topic. I've also been having frequent conversations along these lines both with parents or couples that are in the you know process of first doing it and mm-hmm. then first doing it, first uh, divorcing, separating, and couples that have been divorced and are like navigating family relationships in that place that's complicated yeah. and tricky, particularly with the uh, ex-family members. Yeah. Such a harsh word, ex-family. It is. And I would love to talk about that too. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is part of the the issue as Mm -hmm. well. They're close to the family, you know, and Mm -hmm. that that makes it hard. And Navigating the family relationships is so important to many, many people. And it starts, like you're saying, when you first think about how to tell the people that you care about most, the relationships that you care about the most. So yeah, good topic. Wonderful. So let's, let's just delve in. Let's just get your insight. So you've got this couple and, you know, I guess what I was letting them know and kind of sit on a little bit is that you're doing this different. You're not fighting it out. And I think that's something that you can share with them that you're, you're being kind to each other. You're both going to continue to parent. You're not shutting the door. This couple in particular 
is planning on for the time being doing their holidays and everything together. That could change, you know, I don't know, but for now that's the plan. And so I kind of left them with that to remember that you're doing this a different way. Cause I think sometimes Brian, and maybe I'm wrong. Sometimes it's a little bit easier if you've got the reason like he's an alcoholic or he's cheating on me because then your family can understand that. But when you're two and and I do the same thing, I'm like, are you sure you want to get divorced (laughs) when I'm working with these Uh great couples? Because Uh you question it because they're, they're kind to each other and loving. And so I think, those people in particular have a really hard time addressing Super. it. Yeah. Well, it's traumatic. I mean, I'm glad this couple is sensitive. They probably are sensitive to how hard this is going to be for not just them and not just their own minor children, but the family who loves and cares and is used to them being a family in one way and doesn't want to get used to them being a family in a different way. Like that's, there's a, book called The Gray Divorce that talks a lot about the impact on adult children and extended family members. And it's and divorce is just so hard, no matter yes. how old, no matter how amicable. It's just a traumatic thing. I love that you brought up, I think I had that author on a podcast, so I'll link it back in the show mm, notes, The Gray wow. Divorce. Yeah. yeah. That's a good get for an yeah. <laughs> interview. Nice. Work. I know. Oh, thank you. People are so kind, but okay. So let's talk about how to approach. Sure. Yeah. Like the first to do it planfully, to have a, to make a plan, I think is the way to think about it first. And you can, I mean, it's similar to when we tell children, it's having, you are the PR firm for your family. And so to have a plan about the message that you want to put out to the world and it makes a ton of sense. And the message is hopefully going to be one that's hopeful and positive. It's not about cutting people down or hurting anybody. It's about sharing the news of what's the bad news of what's happening in a way that gives enough information to help people understand, but not so much information that it violates privacy and hurts people. And it's all part of the message also, well, it should focus less on why it's happening and more on what is happening. So the, the why, and if we're, and I'm assuming we're talking, you like to have to consider who you're talking to. If it's your parents that you trust and aren't going to be on social media with your personal information, you might share more details about what happened that led to the divorce. But if it's your the family friend, then you're going to be more, more careful. Well, and it's interesting because what I've learned from some experts that I've had on that have talked about kids, your kids, Mm -hmm. they really want to know the why. And they are, you know, they're saying, and so the kids are different in this and what you're telling me, because the kids, you're not, of course, going to like throw out that you don't love each other anymore because that's scary for kids, but mm-hmm. you're going to do your best to really think through the why. And, you know, it's interesting, Brian, because when you bring this up, yeah, it's not anyone's business why, really, right? You're, so right. you're telling them yeah. how it's going to roll mm-hmm. out. But mm-hmm. interestingly enough, a lot of the people that I ask don't really know why they say, well, the really? communication fell apart. Well, I'm not getting what I need it. And 
I'm such an odd attorney because in my consultations, I delve into this. I'm not a therapist, but I want to understand them so that I can get at the issue and make sure that this is the step that they want to take. And so I kind of think sometimes people don't know why. Maybe, I don't know. Hmm. What's your thought on that? Boy, (laughs) I guess I I have a different experience. Okay, tell Um, me. I think most of the people I meet are, you know, like pretty clear about personally why they were so discouraged, so hopeless, so, you know, stuck and just didn't want to do the same thing over and over again. Like they can go on at length about their own personal whys. But what they struggle to articulate, and maybe this is what you mean, is to say it in a way that would make sense to somebody else and be more, because we had communication problems. It's just so general. Like that doesn't right. really even mean anything. And it's cliche. So, you know, just like what might be more honest is I tried really hard to be a better communicator and to not stuff my feelings and to be honest. And he did too, or she did too. But in the end, we just weren't good at hearing each other or something. Mm -hmm. And that's also very, fairly general and cliche, but it's just more specific enough that it helps people. Like, I guess what people want. They want something that makes sense that feels like this is okay to support. You know, it's like okay to get on board with. Right. Because your parents don't want to get on board with your divorce if they care about their grandkids and their, mm-hmm. you know, their son-in-law or, or daughter-in-law. They, they, they don't want you to do it because it hurts them. So like just enough information that's like, I really tried. We really tried. Like mm-hmm. We exhausted all effort. We did everything that we could and still be healthy to not lead to this outcome. But even doing everything that we could, this is the best outcome, as hard as it is. And here is our plan about how we want it to go. We want to be amicable. We consider ourselves still family, even though we're in different homes. We never want our children to be exposed to negative talk about anybody yeah. So we're putting you on notice to not talk bad right. about, you know, anybody, no matter who's an ex or an in-law or whatever. And that's a powerful and strong and confident message that I think pe- most people would respect. It's like you're taking leadership for your own family and the message that you're putting out to the world and, and how you want people to be treated. So and and ideally you do that together in a we message and i've worked with parents or or couples that have done like they drafted an email that went to a large group of family and close friends and that was how they like the main way that they shared the message and it was a we statement and it was very kind of collaboratively worded i've worked with other people that just are not able to be collaborative in that way and 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 i think that they can still be healthy in how they share it one-on-one, you know, like, for example, you are in charge of each person is in charge of telling their own family and their own friends, and they have some understanding of what will be shared and what won't be shared. And you kind of agree to stick to the script, but you just can't do it together um, because of the, you know, so much hurt or so much disconnection. I just want to jump in and say, I love what you're saying. It's all about being intentional. Yeah. Thinking about the audience, thinking about who you're talking to. 
I can't tell you how many times, and it's human nature, so I don't judge, but like people will reach out to their in-laws, their parents-in-law, their sister-in-law, their brother-in-law, who they were close with, you know, like Mm -hmm. valued family members and want to set the record straight. They'll want to like share their perspective of that family's son or daughter, brother, sister. Right. And it backfires so badly because, you know, you have a story about why your divorce is happening and, and what your spouse's fault is. And you want that to be public and validated. But a person's family is like, that's not the audience. That is not the um, people that are going to want that information. And it will just make things awkward. So I wouldn't do it. It's a mistake. Like it's, uh, it just causes divisions when people do that. And it's really hard to maintain good relationships with the in-laws after a divorce. Because you kind of have to be fake in a way like you can't share the whole story i mean maybe some exceptions you can but in as a general rule you can't and you have to be comfortable just being okay with that and and accepting it and some people aren't i mean i've just met with people that say as much as i love that side of my family i can't have a relationship with them anymore because it's too fake and it's too painful and there's too many reminders and i think that's fine like as long as it's planful and intentional then people need to do what's right for them. It's when it's just impulsive and reactionary and like Mm -hmm. done to get revenge or set the record straight that people end up regretting those choices. Well, so I kind of went off on a tangent there. No, I like this. There's things I pulled out. I I love how it's kind of like you were saying, be a united front. Yeah. Whether, even if you can't tell people together, Mm -hmm. plan it out, plan out. What should we tell people? You know, mm-hmm. and agree. I mean, it would be a gift that you could give the other person. And if you have kids, an absolute necessity, because you don't want even friends to be saying bad things about, no, you know, no, so no. It's, catch it now, catch it now right. while you right. can. When you talked about in-laws, this specifically is an issue. In fact, I have mm-hmm. a case where mom is, has a big job and dad has basically really raised the kids. They both have jobs, but she's really, she's a physician and she's busy and on call and misses holidays. And her husband is very close to the in-laws and they're out of town. They're not out their back door. And I think he's a little fearful about losing that relationship because he spends a lot of time with her family Mm -hmm. without her even present. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I like that you said to maybe be prepared that it is going to be hard. Do you have any tips for someone like that who really wants to maintain that? Yeah. I I mean, I I would have good boundaries. I would just recognize that blood is thicker than water and you're never going to want to undermine their relationship with their own biological family member. And that you don't make it about, so you make the relationship about them and your relationship with them and not about like an ax to grind or about the, you know, the, the family member that you're divorced from. Right. If that makes sense. It does. And I think that you could use that when you come together and talk to them to assure them Mm -hmm. as long as it's okay with you. I still want to come and visit right. you with the kids. And I don't want to talk about this subject, uh-huh. but I still want to be here or say you, Perfect. you know, 
yeah, play tennis with a brother-in-law or hunt or whatever it is to maybe Mm -hmm. just set the stage together. So, I mean, that's kind of the, about the best thing that you can do as we're talking about this, I can't help. And you brought up the gray divorce and, you know, I can't help but think about those grown kids. And I think this is hard for grownups as well. When, and, and I've watched my husband, it wasn't from a divorce. It was after a death and bringing a new person in, but talking to your grown up kids about divorce, because that affects them too. It affects the holidays. It affects. So how do you approach that difference? Say, say your kid's 35 years old, married and has a family. Do we kind of have the same parameters where maybe you go in together and if you can? Yes, it is very similar, actually, that how you tell adult children versus how you tell uh, minor children. Because they have the same responses, like it's the same fear, it's the same wishing it wouldn't happen, it's the same not wanting to be in the middle, it's the same sadness. In fact, potentially even more, because as adults, we recognize kind of the gravity and the weight, emotional weight of a thing like this, whereas younger children just don't have the capacity to really contemplate things that heavy. Okay. That's so, so good to know, especially because I do have so many clients and they kind of blow off those adult kids. Oh Oh, yeah. We don't have minor. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. Right there. Yeah. But legally you don't have to. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. But they, they still need you and you still want it to be healthy. So you just feel like put them in the middle. I mean, that's the biggest thing is that they are not your confidant about their other parent they just they can't be and not be put in the middle so that's kind of that's kind of the biggest like don't make it about you and your loss when it comes to your adult children make it about them so i love this moment brian because this is one of those moments where i'm going to get better at mediating because Mm -hmm. all those people that have those grown-up kids i'm gonna stop and take a moment and let them yeah. know that this is maybe even harder on them than if you would have done this when they were in grade school. Because mm-hmm. I think that's going to flip a little switch for them to think through a little bit how they're going to to talk yeah. to their their grown children about it. Because but, I've seen the hurt. of Mine was having a new person in as a stepmom, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. No. I mean, I mean, we can. And adult children have more capacity and resilience to handle hard things, but it doesn't make them easier. They're, no. they're just if not as hard, if not harder. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. So good. So mm-hmm. we've talked about how to tell your family, your friends, your kids, your grown kids. I kind of feel like we've Talked about what we wanted to talk about today, Brian. The only other, the only other um, soapbox I'll get on is about social media. Like, don't. Oh, let's talk. Yeah. I mean, I think social media is an appropriate way to share news with the masses. You know, when it when it comes right down to it. But again, in a planful, hopefully collaborative way, and if not collaborative, then at least not undermining or filled with drama. But I think that. It would be horrible if I were a close friend or a family member to find out via Facebook or Instagram that, you know, my loved one was getting a divorce. So 
don't do that to your people you care about. Tell them in, yeah. in more in a more personal way. I mean, I don't get all worked up about whether it's face to face or on the phone or email. Even email, I mean, you said, yeah, 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 like whatever. I think that as long as it's personal and not a you know group mass public kind of thing, then. Yeah, in fact, I've seen that where people will, and it's so hurtful to the other person. Yeah, yeah. And it leaves you so confused. And they'll, I've seen it where they're like, yes, you know, pray for me. We've decided to go our separate ways. Do you have, does anybody have um, someone to, you know, like a therapist who could deal with repairing from, Someone who's abused alcohol, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, oh, oh yeah. I don't want to oh, yeah. know this. No, <laughs> so you're no, going no, around no. and yeah, telling the world bad yeah. things. So maybe no, no social media. Like, do you really have to put it out there? I mean, I mean, change I your about information. Yeah. <laughs> Working in this field, I just f- feel like I would not. <laughs> <laughs> I would just err on the side of that's just a personal thing that I will share with people that I want to know and the rest of the world doesn't need to, it's just not important that the rest of the world knows. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses, and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. And Brian, now we're getting toward, this has gone so fast. They always do. So we're getting towards the end of the saddle up segment. Is that your one little tidbit, your piece of advice? Don't blast it on social media. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that that feels like it should be a given though. It's Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else you'd want to share for the audience? I guess my saddle up comment would be about be intentional and planful and think about the future. Like in what way do you want to maintain relationships? And with that in mind, you know, think about what you what you say. This just came to me. It's a good memory. I worked with a guy and his wife, but he said it. So that's who I'm quoting. He like when they were making their plan, what they wanted to share was essentially 
nothing that we're going to say is more important than the love and the care that we have for you, for our family, for our kids, for each other, even though it's bad news. And that just set the tone for continuing relationships. Like we don't want to say anything or nothing that we say is meant to get in the way of our relationships and that we care about you and love. Oh, that's so good. I'm writing it down. So powerful to just set the stage in that way. And then you can say things like, this has been super hard. Like it's been traumatic. We've fought like cats and dogs, but we've also kind of reached a place where we're at peace with the decision. Like that's hard news, but you've, it lands, you know, easier when people can, that's it. People want to know that they're not going to lose you and they're not going to lose their grandkids and they're not going to lose a a daughter or son-in-law that they care about. Right. Yeah. So, so good, Brian. Thank you so much. Okay. So if people want to connect with you, Brian, what's the best way to do that? Via my website, www.mnrelationshiprepair.com. I also have a podcast. So plug for Bad Weather Podcast, all about men and divorce and uh, doing it different. Awesome. Perfect. It's for the guys. That's a tagline I've heard somewhere, but we we don't use it. You can use it. All right, Brian. I so appreciate you taking the time always to pop on with me. I really, really do appreciate it. Yeah. Great to talk to you, Lisa. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, friends. You may have heard me mention my swan analogy, how mediation is a lot like a swan gliding on a lake, not necessarily happy, not necessarily sad, but content, calm, and peaceful. I especially want this for my parents. And in custody cases involving alcohol, it can be very difficult to find peace of mind if you're fearful your child's safety is in jeopardy. Soberlink helps ease these concerns and improve child safety, which is why I recommend it to all my clients who raise concerns over a co-parent's alcohol misuse. Soberlink has remote alcohol monitoring technology, allowing parents to receive real-time alerts multiple times a day, ensuring the child is with a sober parent. Similar to mediation, Soberlink is time and cost-effective and worth every penny knowing your child is safe. To begin receiving real-time alerts that your child is safe, And to receive $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com slash different. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.